The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The following program contains important but graphic material. These topics are designed to foster discussion but may be objectionable to some. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. This program is a training program on human trafficking, sextortion, social media exploitation, and child pornography based on actual cases. Our mission is to eradicate human exploitation and bring predators to justice. Now, here is the host of the program, Opal Singleton. Hello and welcome to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. I am excited as heck this morning. I have been up for two and a half hours, and it's 7 a.m. in Southern California. And Susie's with us this morning. You want to say hello, Susie? Good morning, everyone. How are you? Susie is our media marketing director. There's really quite a few people that work with me and kids. By the way, we're not employees. We're, you know, we're volunteers. We probably aren't in our right mind. But anyway, uh, what I wanted to do today is something completely different. I really want to look at understanding just how real this is because, you know, I started in this business way back in 2008. I've been doing it forever. I actually used to look like the photograph on the back of my book, by the way, (laughs) (laughs) for I spent 70 hours a week doing this. But uh, the reason I want to do this is because we hear a lot of hype. You know, uh, I get emails all the time, people that support and follow me and kids. And I I truly, truly appreciate you doing that. And they'll say, be sure and watch MSNBC tonight. They're having this blah, blah, blah movie or this documentary or NBC or CNN. And we appreciate the documentaries out there because it does help open the world to people. However, we want documentaries that are accurate because there is a lot of misinformation out there. Uh, I do massive amounts of research. That's kind of what I'm known for. And I believe very much because I work with law enforcement and uh, and trained first responders, it's very, very important to me that we deal with real, real life facts. In fact, maybe I need to back up and let me uh, just kind of introduce myself if you're new to our show. Exploited Crimes is a show that goes out to 170 uh, countries. And On my day job, what we do is train first responders, social workers, uh, medical people, uh, nurses, licensed marriage family therapists, some law enforcement, fire departments, and people like that. So that's what I do all day, every day, is literally uh, do that kind of training. And 
Our organization is Million Kids, M-I-L-L-I-O-N, Million Kids, because more than a million kids are trafficked each year throughout the world. And you can go to Million Kids on Facebook and like us and follow us, and you will see these stories. In fact, what I did today was literally take the, the last 10 stories that Susie posted on there and analyze them so that you can see just how serious this is. Now, in a show like this, one of the things that I'm looking for is, is this really as big as everybody says it is? And the answer is, you betcha. Absolutely, it is. And it's a fascinating thing, though, because there's no one MO. In fact, since four something this morning, I've been building a a spreadsheet of these top 10 cases to find the commonality so that we can talk about them. The reason I want to do this is because when I educate others, I look at each case from a standpoint of the predator, the victim, and then law enforcement, and along with that legislation and policy to understand exactly what is happening out there. Now, by the way, if you're out there and you're listening to us live, you can call in and talk with us, ask questions, whatever. That call-in number is 1-866-472-5788. 866-472-5788. And the cases I'll be analyzing are posted on me and Kids' Facebook page now. It was a fascinating thing because in looking at, you know, how often this happens, it turns out that I analyzed 11 cases. Now, one of them I threw out because it wasn't a, a true sex trafficking case. It was a child exploitation case. And there is a difference in sex trafficking It involves force, fraud, and coercion, and it usually ends in the victim being uh, prostituted out or exploited through prostitution. And so I wanted to look at it. One of the big cases that's happened this week, and it is an interesting event that is going to be a just a fascinating case to follow. And what has happened is that Kamala Harris, the Attorney General of California and the Attorney General in Texas, and I believe it's Dallas, but I've lost track of that right now, have engaged in a case where they arrested the uh, leadership, the administrators, the executives of a site called Backpage.com, B-A-C-K-P-A-G-E. Now, Backpage is notorious. It's like Craigslist, and, and there were many other sites like that, and there still are. Prior to that, you had my red book that was shut down. And we all know about Backpage, and it's been a, just an interesting thing to watch. None of this would be able to happen if we did not have sites like Backpage. What happens on Backpage is they advertise the person for sale. Now, they're not claiming that it's prostitution. In fact, they go all out to say it's a donation for companionship, it's escort, uh, but I mean, it's very thinly veiled. And some of these sites are really, really pornographic, by the way. Now, Susie and I, when we're missing a child, which we are this week, if you go on our site, you will see Nicole on there that we're trying to assist in in, uh, finding. We will go on Backpage. I always say it's no worse than a Carl's Jr. ad out here in California, which is pretty (laughs) scary in itself. Okay. But we do go on Backpage because 
were looking for missing kids, and you can see them being sold. Now, you're supposed to be 18 to be uh, offering your escort services on there, but we all know there's certain code words on there that indicate, and besides that, some of those bodies you can look at and tell they're not a day over 14. So it's a fascinating thing that's going on, but here's the reason I'm bringing that up. I want to follow this case. Um, there's pros and cons to this case, by the way. As long as Backpage is out there, then we can use that to find missing kids. Uh, if it gets closed down, quite frankly, it will simply open up overseas somewhere, and we will still be able to access it. But they will be very difficult to uh, participate in cases. Right now, Backpage has been pretty accommodating in, a, in participating in helping cases and helping victims get out and, and make their case. I'm sure that's all changed now that they've been arrested. But what I want to share with you is in reading the articles, the attorney general is saying they're raking in millions of dollars from trafficking and exploitation of vulnerable victims in outrageous, despicable, and illegal situations. Now, One of the things I wanted to point out is that the state is alleging that Backpage generated at least $16 million in adult section advertisement during the first eight eight months of 2015. If we extrapolate that out, that would mean that in eight months, if they made $16 million, then they easily are going to make, what, $20 or $24 million uh, by the end of 2015. Now, keep in mind, they're either selling those ads or selling advertisement next to the ads. But my point is, if you're buying an ad at $10 a piece and they're making $20, $25 million, I'm using those numbers to give you an idea. Is this real? You bet it's real. I can tell you that. If they're making that kind of money. In fact, in 2014, two of the executives, Lacey and Larkin, was able to give each of themselves, is that a good English? Each of themselves, 10 million bucks a piece and a bonus over and above the rest, rest of their income. Now, what was fascinating to me this week was that at the same time that they're being arrested, Facebook opened up Marketplace. And almost immediately, they apologized and began to take it down, and now it's going to be back up again. But they were just appalled, just amazed, they said, that their first customers were all gun runners, drug dealers, and sex sellers. Really? I mean, you can't tell me that you're stupid. (laughs) (laughs) What was fascinating is they decided to close that down at the same time that the CEOs of Backpage got arrested. Okay, so I digress on that. The reason I'm going into all of this is I want you to understand, can I give you numbers of, of, uh, you know, just how big it is? Yes, but I don't believe those numbers tell the story. And I'm not a person that talks in terms of, you know, 300,000 or 1.6 million and all the numbers that are out there. First of all, it is very hard to really gather up all these numbers, a little bit like trying to gather up jello. Because what is happening here is you get numbers from various task forces. But that may not include all the numbers that include small offices of vices uh, or organizations. The best place to get some good numbers are places like Polaris.com, P-O-L-A-R-I-S. They run a hotline. 
uh, out there, or the NECMEC people, National Center for Missing and Exploited Children. So those are two places that you can get some good numbers and and, uh, keep track of it. But what I wanted to do is really paint this picture because to me, it is not a number, it is a story, it is a life. And so during the next 45 minutes, I'm going to be, and Susie's going to join me, and we're going to be looking at these cases that are posted on Facebook, and I want to use my own methodology to look at it. What I'm finding is, first of all, is it small town or big cities? Well, it's a mix of both. There's no one that we can tell you. As I did my Excel spreadsheet, it was kind of interesting. Kyle, Texas, uh, Buena Vista, Michigan, Miami, San Antonio, Orlando, uh, Central Missouri, Trenton, New Jersey, Shawnee County, Kansas, Nashville, Eugene, Oregon. So most of those are bigger cities, but a couple of them are smaller. So is it cities or is it small town? Not really sure. I'm not sure that that plays a factor in there. The victims are all across the board. They're teenagers. Some of them ran away. Some of them uh, found a, a new friend on the Internet. Some of them were, were trafficked by their families. Uh, Susie's going to review a case where boys were trafficked. And if you look at some previous exploited crime shows, we analyzed about boys. Some of them were victims. How about the perpetrators? Some of them were gang members and some of them were priests. I mean, uh, the perpetrators on that. Some of them were husbands and wives. Some of them were mothers. So there's no one way that you can identify that. So this next segment, we're going to go into these cases in depth, and we're going to show you how to analyze them. So stay with us. We'll be right back, and we're going to take on some cases. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com Seduced, The Grooming of America's Teenagers is the most important book a parent will read this year. Human trafficking is one of the fastest growing crimes in America. Three out of four victims are U.S. citizens. Most are our young people who have been lured into prostitution by a boyfriend or girlfriend or hook up with a newfound love on the Internet. Sometimes they are victims of blackmail as a result of sending a revealing photo. Sometimes it's catastrophic. Opal Singleton, president of Million Kids, has written a powerful book for parents, educators, civic leaders, and first responders about how predators use social media, apps, chat rooms, video games, and the dark web to access, groom, recruit, and exploit young people. It is truly a must-read for every parent, grandparent, and teacher in America. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers, will help you understand how technology makes an innocent teen vulnerable to predators and how to talk to teens to keep them safe. Priced at $15.99 plus $4 shipping, Seduced can be ordered at millionkids.org. Share this with everyone you know. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. If you have a question or comment, please send an email to opal at millionkids.org. That's O-P-A-L at millionkids.org. Now, back to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. Here again is Opal Singleton. 
Hello and welcome back to Crimes Against Humanity. If you want to call in and ask some questions, the phone number is 866-472. Let me slow down a minute. 866-472-5788. Now, all the cases that we're looking at are on the Million Kids Facebook. You just go to Facebook, find Million Kids, and log on. And by the way, you can access all of our shows that have been archived at exploitedcrimes.com. I believe they're also at me and kids also, but if you go to exploitedcrimes.com and you go in the listen section, if you want an education on this, there's like, at this point, like 18 hours of shows on there. You can get them on iTunes, put them on your iPad, iPod, or just play them in the background while you're cleaning house or doing what you're doing. Mm -hmm. And you can learn a lot by just listening. And they're absolutely free. By the way, if you're a church or a ward or a synagogue or a nonprofit and you want to, you know, offer free human trafficking training, contact us at Opal at Me and Kids and we'll give you an embed code and you can literally post this show right on your own website and offer it free to all your members. So Enough of that. I want to jump into these cases because I've been studying them for a couple hours. And as those of you who know me, I do this like 70 hours a week. But I I find it fascinating when you look at the variations of what we're seeing. So these cases are on me and kids' uh, uh, Facebook page. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The first first case, the headline is, Mother Speaks Out After Discovering Her Daughter Was Sold for Sex. Now, this is in Kyle, Texas. That's a pretty small little town, I take it. Now, the daughter was living with the mother, okay? And you would not believe the number of cases that we see. This is why I train in schools to train students and parents and also your your school counselors. Because what will often happen here is a kid will get trapped. They'll get groomed and then they get trapped and they are living at home turning tricks. And that's what's happening here in this case. The mother had no idea this was happening. Now, if you're a parent, I'm going to tell you that the child's demeanor will change. First of all, they'll probably change their clothing. You know, um, you know, there's a difference between guilt and shame. Shame, guilt is I've done something wrong. Shame is I am bad. And once you get into this, you will see they change how they dress. They change their attitude. They change their sleeping habits. Uh, the two big red flags is these guys starve them. And they also um, deprive them of sleep because they're living double lives. So this girl's living at home with her mother when this is happening, and mom doesn't realize that this is happening. The way the case came to light was the girl was picked up on Walmart security for shoplifting, basically. In fact, I have two cases here where Walmart was uh, the, the center point where they found the child makes me want to train all of all much security. And if you know somebody in the retail business, we ought to train them. This is a real key for me when we train first responders, law enforcement, people like that, because often, very often, this crime takes place with another crime. Uh, I've known towns where all of their crimes, where all their uh, sex trafficking crimes came to light over uh, stolen vehicles. Uh, but it, And sometimes it's over stolen credit cards where they get the kids to take the credit card out of the mailbox because that's a federal crime. And that way the kid will be charged with it, not the, the pimp or the predator. In this case, she was stealing in Walmart. One of the things we teach uh, security personnel is 
if you have a 14, 15-year-old girl that's picked up for shoplifting, don't just assume she wants a new pair of jeans. Rerun that tape and see if there isn't a guy who disappears back there as, as you're taking her away. So she was picked up that way. Uh, literally, in this case, the pimps were putting the merchandise in her hand. You can see it in the video. And so that was the day the, the mother began to piece together the details. The daughter just clammed up. She was crying. I knew she wanted to tell me something, but she just would not. Now, that's a real, real key here. And it really has to do with shame and and sex and the soul. Because you get, you know, you can confess to a lot of things, but confessing to a sex crime is very difficult for these victims because it involves in feeling the shame. The mother thought she was just being defiant or or difficult. The name of her pimp was Jasmine. You were going to see in many of these cases, in most of these cases, there's another girl involved. And in this case, it was Jasmine that took the photos of the girl. They use another girl to lure these girls in, make them feel comfortable, make them feel safe. And it is those girls, we've often talked about that, that's a bottom girl. And she took the photos and used them of this young lady to put them on uh, back page, as we were just talking about. They use photographs on there to advertise their service. So in this case, the, the, this is the case we're looking at, is a bottom girl. Now, the mother will tell you that she realizes now that her daughter was brainwashed But at the time, mom thought it was just her hormones. She said that her grades were slipping. She used to love to play in band and play in choir, but she no longer wanted those activities. She began to sneak out. And, uh, you know, that's when her mom became more serious about it and started to realize and installed a security system. Let me tell you, folks, if you're seeing that behavior with your child, it's okay to get a security system, but take them to a counselor and let them begin to talk about what is happening and separate from you. Because what is happening, the way the grooming process, if you've listened to our other shows, is these predators will go in and cause a wedge between you and her. They will often get another girl to get them engaged in sex, take those photographs, and that child feels trapped. They feel blackmailed. And they are at home trying to feed an alligator, basically. You know, keep these people at bay without anybody finding out what was going on. The mother in this case is interesting. She says, keep your kids engaged, whether it be in church activities, sports, music, theater, keep them busy and keeping things focused on other things besides social media. By the way, that is also the cure for getting your child away from a video game addiction. Get them engaged in physical activity and help them build up their self-esteem you know, as they build their strength, their bodies, as they, they go out and engage in other things, it is a way for them to build character. I often tell our young people, every time you do what's right instead of what's easy, you get stronger. 
And that is the key to combating this. Well, the next case we were looking at is Operation Cross Country. And this is actually posted twice on our Facebook over a period of time. All of these are in the last five days. I was able to come up with 11 cases and the drop of a hat over five days. Now, part of that's because Susie's good at her (laughs) posting, okay? But part of it is there's just a lot of material to work with. Now, this is called Operation Cross Country. Uh, The first posting said that they had rescued 149 juveniles and uh, arrested 150 pimps. The youngest was 12 years old. Of the 149 juveniles, three were transgender and three were males. Now, later on, the the, um, announcement was revised and said they had 82 sexually exploited juveniles of 239 pimps. So I'm not exactly sure how all that went wrong. And by the way, it was fascinating because this is the FBI doing their undercover stings, which they do about once a year in these big events, Operation Cross Country. In this case, they also included some foreign countries such as Thailand. So that was kind of an interesting deal. What was fascinating to me is that it involved over 400 law enforcement officers. They did their sting operations in hotels, casinos, truck stops, that, you know, there's no end to the places that these crimes occur. Hotels often, and if we can get to this one story back here, he had her trapped in the same hotel for a very long time. One of the questions I ask is, who's running that motel? And are you blind? Hello? You know, are you not able to see what is happening? This woman was trapped in that hotel. But sometimes it takes place in the backseat of a car, in an apartment, in a in a public building, at truck stops, even at big events. So there are no end to the ways that this uh, takes place in here. So this is a big sting. I bring this into you just to show you that in one big sting... They were able to free 150 kids. We need to do those stings a lot more often because this is becoming an epidemic. There's a short one. The next number three headline is mother of missing mid-Michigan teen is getting help to bring her home. In this case, the girl's 17 and she's from around the Detroit area and she was gone for 10 months. 10 months. We're working with a family right now whose daughter's been gone for three months, and it's just uh, it's just devastating, absolutely devastating, especially when they're 17, because when they turn 18, they become an adult, and there's not as much emphasis on it. Now, we don't know all the details to this case. It doesn't give you enough, but she was found in New Mexico. Now, that means she was taken from Detroit to New Mexico. The teenager was considered a voluntary runaway, but at the same time, the police really wanted to start to look at it. A young female wandering around Walmart inside and out, and it's out of place. So here's another girl who was found at Walmart, and we appreciate their security and being caring enough to understand this case. What I want to show you here is that this is a family That included five siblings, but in this case, and in the first case, they're single-parent households. That's one of the things to look at. I can tell you, in most of the cases that we see, oftentimes one of the big factors is there's not a strong male role model in that family growing up. Now, that, that is just really, really critical, and I really want you to appreciate that. You get a girl that's grown up where she doesn't have a strong male role model. And even if she's the best 
kid in the whole world and not promiscuous. This kid has a hole in her heart as big as the sky. It's no accident that a lot of these kids get trafficked to 13, 14, and 15. In fact, a lot of times I'll get a call, and I, you know, I know right before I start, how old is she? 14. That's like a magic number. And these kids, they have this hole in their heart wanting male approval. If you're a male leader out there listening to this show and you have strong moral values and good, good boundaries, you have no idea how important you are in this fight. The most important words that you can say to any of these young people is four words. I believe in you. You know, these kids, what a pimp is selling them, what what a predator is coming into is letting them believe that somebody believes in them, that they have value, that they have potential. I believe one of the most important things we can do is take a look at our society and start to put the emphasis on putting the men back in our society as strong male moral leaders. We need it. And it will change this fight of human trafficking. Now, we're going to a break again. And when we come back, we're going to talk about a case of forced prostitution of boys. So stay right with us. We'll be right back. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Seduced, The Grooming of America's Teenagers is the most important book a parent will read this year. Human trafficking is one of the fastest growing crimes in America. Three out of four victims are U.S. citizens. Most are our young people who have been lured into prostitution by a boyfriend or girlfriend or hook up with a newfound love on the Internet. Sometimes they are victims of blackmail as a result of sending a revealing photo. Sometimes it's catastrophic. Opal Singleton, president of Million Kids, has written a powerful book for parents educators, civic leaders, and first responders about how predators use social media, apps, chat rooms, video games, and the dark web to access, groom, recruit, and exploit young people. It is truly a must-read for every parent, grandparent, and teacher in America. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers will help you understand how technology makes an innocent teen vulnerable to predators and how to talk to teens to keep them safe. Priced at $15.99 plus $4 shipping, Seduced can be ordered at millionkids.org. Share this with everyone you know. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. If you have a question or comment, please send an email to opal at millionkids.org. That's O-P-A-L at millionkids.org. Now, back to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. Here again is Opal Singleton. Well, hello and welcome back and thanks for staying with us. We really appreciate it. 
So what we're doing is looking at just how real this is because we hear all kinds of hype out there and you say to yourself, is this really happening? And it was a fascinating study because what I did is just pulled off the top 10 cases off our Facebook and I realized they're only uh, less than six days old. They're right at six days old. Now we cherry pick our cases so as to not kind of clutter up our Facebook page but and also to educate you. But it was fascinating. If you think this isn't happening, for us to get 10 cases in six days that we can analyze is just, you know, it was just a cakewalk to do it. So what we're going to do, the next case is the title is called Preacher Known as Romeo, and it's all about boy prostitution. So Susie's going to analyze this case with you, and then I'll come back. Yeah, I wanted to uh, talk about this one because I think a lot of us neglect to think that boys get trafficked. And it's interesting because these teenage boys were all between the ages of 16 and 18. And I really do believe that many parents think, well, you know, now that my my son is 16, 17, 18, you know, he's pretty much got life handled. Um, but guess what? They are also uh, very vulnerable to, to this kind of trafficking. So I'm going to read this story to you. Uh, and it, the title was Preacher Known as Romeo, Accused of Forcing Boys into Prostitution and Drugs, Cops Say. A 52-year-old Miami man was charged with human trafficking charges after he forced male minors into prostitution, authorities said. According to the arrest report, Ron Maurice Cooper, also known in the market as Romeo, recruited several male teenagers, 16 to 18 years old, by telling them they could make money by modeling. On the arrest report, he lists his occupation as a preacher. He faces human trafficking, false imprisonment, sexual activity with a minor, and drug charges, a report by the Miami-Dade State Attorney's Office Human Trafficking Unit said. According to the report, the teens had been introduced to Cooper through a friend, and they initially met with him to get their photos taken. After the photos were taken, Cooper arranged separate follow-up meetings with the teens, Cooper, and who the victims thought would be the photographer. But when the aspiring models arrived at the hotel room for the photo shoot, they were met with a man who informed them that the meeting was to engage in sexual activities, the report said. All the victims said that that was their first time having intercourse with another man and that they felt like they had to do it because they were scared. According to the report, Cooper used sites like Backpage, Craigslist and Badu to post the victim's photos and negotiate sexual acts and prices with clients. Cooper would then pick them up at the victim's homes, that's frightening, or the Miami Playground Adult Megastore. If the victim didn't answer the door or phone, which happened on more than one occasion, Cooper would bang on the door or send someone to fetch them, the report said. According to the report, all the victims said it was common practice for Cooper to give them crystal meth, or Tina to make them sexually aroused. He would also give them Viagra, Xanax, and alcohol to help them relax and perform better. Cooper allegedly waited outside where he would take his cut of the money when the boy returned. It was never less than half the profit. Victims told authorities Cooper verbally and physically abused them, shouting, I'm going to kill you and you better get my blank money. When he was really angry, they said he'd grab them by both arms, shake them, put his face close to theirs, and yell at them. He raped and sexually assaulted the boys and on two occasions beat someone up in front of them, according to the report. If they didn't want to have sex for money, he allegedly told them they'd have to steal for him. Cooper, who was arrested Monday and remains in jail without bond. 
So there are several things here I want to talk about. Now, if you look through our archive shows, you will see that I did an entire um, show on male trafficking, and I learned a lot. In fact, it was interesting to me as I'm looking at the comments uh, following this there on the on the uh, article. Several people said, I don't think you can make a 16, 18-year-old man have sex with other men. Uh, you know, these people were probably already LBGTQ uh, and like that. And, you know, I can appreciate those comments because I think all of us have a tendency to look at the world from our own perspective. And it isn't until you really get in there and start researching real data that you start to find out. What was fascinating to me is that 60% of male trafficking cases, the victim is heterosexual. They never really saw themselves as gay at all. Another thing that was interesting to me about this case is several of these victims are living at home. And did you notice that Cooper had an accomplice? Right there it says the teens have been introduced to Cooper through a friend, mm-hmm. and they initially met with him to get their photo taken. Now, that's a common thing. We don't normally think about guys getting lured in as models, but we had a case right out here in Southern California where they right. were bringing in teenagers uh, for you know out-of-skateboard parks to make them into models. And you don't think about rap videos and um, you know thinking all everything now was about image and like that guys are lured in as models also but what was fascinating to me and one one of the things I really want people to consider when they're educating themselves about this is when you get an overlay of religion in the predator in addition to what he's doing to them, you get a second level of exploitation. This guy's uh, position, he called himself as a as a preacher, and yet he's selling meth, okay, or getting them to take meth. So I really want you to understand how complex this relationship is. They come in. They think they're going to make some money. My guess is they're in a poor community. We don't know that, but I would guess that this is a a poor part of town that he's working in there. And, you know, all of a sudden it's like, hey, come on in. We'll take your photograph. And the victims would actually uh, show up and they would have their photo taken. But when they arrived at the hotel room to meet the photographer, that's when it all happened. Now, what can happen here is they began to trap these guys. Now, are these guys physically capable of beating this guy up? I don't know. I haven't seen them. I don't know. But it isn't about physics. It isn't about your physical condition. It's about that mental trap. He's got them in there. And once he gets them into drugs and once he gets them into their very first photograph, is how that trap begins. That's the same thing in sextortion, by the way. All they need to do is get your first photo. It may only be a topless photo, nothing really risque, but they will use everything they have. So this is a fascinating case to me because the victims were living at home. There's religion involved in it. I believe that most of these guys never thought of themselves as gay, but they're being drugged. They're trapped in this, and once they get trapped, it is difficult to get out. Now, I want to go into a next case here so we can move along because of time. This headline says, Teen Describes Life of Forced Prostitution. I can't talk this morning. Teen Describes Life of Forced Prostitution to Court. Now, this is a runaway 
who was picked up at a bus stop. And she was picked up by another girl and two guys. So this is a a typical kind of thing that we see. And we see it over and over and over. These are not rare cases that we're reviewing. And that's really what I want you to get the gist of. Is this happening? You bet. And it's happening daily in our lives. The victim right now is 17. But when this started, she was only 14. And she was picked up by another girl. That happens over and over and over. These girls build trust with other girls. Now, she was picked up by another girl and two guys at a bus stop. So they probably come along and said, hey, you want to party? You want to have a good time? And this girl is a runaway. She doesn't have many choices. Those of you who really want to learn about this business, one of the things I want you to start to watch is every time you see the word runaway in our cases on Facebook, I want you to see that a runaway is more exploited than any other victim because they don't have many options. They they are out there. They're hung out to dry on their own, and they're thinking that these people are going to rescue them. This girl took pictures of her and posted her on Backpage with a title called Lady Famous. If you don't know how Backpage works, they change your name all the time, and they move you from place to place. She said that the ads led to rendezvous at the East Side Motel, a truck stop, and a parking lot of a convenience store. It doesn't always take place inside a building. She had four encounters, and they paid her for sex. The others declined her offer because she was underage. Well, at least there's a little bit of decency left. <laughs> mm-hmm. At least two Johns was smart enough to look at this thing and go, I'm not getting into this. You know, the fact that they showed up in the first place is questionable. But, you know, hats off. Maybe we're making some progress that, you know, ignorance is no excuse of the law. Now, I want to look at one more case before we go to break. This is two wanted and 14-year-olds human trafficking death arrested in Georgia. This is a death from a drug overdose. There are four perpetrators, and one of them is a girl. Her name is Carla. She's 20 years old. The other three are guys. They're 26, uh, 19, and 22. And they lured in two girls, 14 and 15 years old, and they gave them drugs so that they could endure the amount of sex that they were about to have with men. Well, unfortunately, this went wrong. And one of the younger girls, the 14-year-old girl, overdosed on a combination of Xanax and cold medicine. Now, what can we learn about that here? They brought her to Orlando Regional Medical Center where she died. Well, one of the things that we really do need to do is make sure all of our medical centers are trained in CSEC, commercial sexual exploitation of children, as was obviously Orlando because they recognized what was going on here. And hats off, we're making progress as we recognize it. The other thing I want you to understand is this isn't an expensive drugs they're giving her. When these guys go to drug these girls, they go for the cheapest stuff. They don't really care, you know, what happens to these girls. They're not going to buy fine drugs. And so that is a warning sign, especially to the medical community if you start seeing these kids. A lot of times you'll bring in a young kid that's end up in drug overdose. And that is a great intervention point in there to begin to understand that this girl may not have taken these drugs all by herself. I think that all of us, when we see a a teenager that's drugged, we just assume they're out of it and that was their choice. 
we need to step back and analyze our souls on that because many of these kids are not making that choice. And especially if they're really, really drugged, you need to understand that many of these predators, many of these predators will go for the cheap drugs. Now, this is a murder case, and it's a murder case involving the bottom girl. And I want us to think about that because in 60% of our cases involve another woman in the recruiting. So stay with us. We're going to take this quick break, and we're going to come back and look at three more cases. We'll be right back. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Seduced, The Grooming of America's Teenagers is the most important book a parent will read this year. Human trafficking is one of the fastest growing crimes in America. Three out of four victims are U.S. citizens. Most are our young people who have been lured into prostitution by a boyfriend or girlfriend or hook up with a newfound love on the Internet. Sometimes they are victims of blackmail as a result of sending a revealing photo. Sometimes it's catastrophic. Opal Singleton, president of Million Kids, has written a powerful book for parents, educators, civic leaders, and first responders about how predators use social media, apps, chat rooms, video games, and the dark web to access, groom, recruit, and exploit young people. It is truly a must-read for every parent, grandparent, and teacher in America. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers will help you understand how technology makes an innocent teen vulnerable to predators and how to talk to teens to keep them safe. Priced at $15.99 plus $4 shipping, Seduced can be ordered at millionkids.org. Share this with everyone you know. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are listening to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. If you have a question or comment, please send an email to opal at millionkids.org. That's O-P-A-L at millionkids.org. Now, back to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. Here again is Opal Singleton. Well, hello. Welcome back to Crimes Against Humanity. Susie Carpenter and myself are just basically going through our Facebook page, analyzing some of these cases with you. I'm doing this because there's a lot of hype out there about how big and how often this is happening, how big the crime is across the United States. And I really want you to understand this is very, very real. Uh, I don't throw out big amounts of statistics because each case involves an individual. And I analyze these cases, and they're all different. And so I want to analyze them with you so you can see just how often this is happening. So all these cases will be on exploited crimes, and they are already on Million Kids, M-I-L-L-I-O-N, Million Kids Facebook. This headline is, Man Gets Life in Prison for Selling Teens for Sex and Threatening to Feed Them to the Alligators. Now, this is a husband and wife team. Remember what we just said the last segment? Uh, 60%, at least 60%, it might be much higher, involve another woman. Robin Thompson was married to Marcus Thompson, and they coerced at least five teenagers into, and these are girls that were coerced in traveling into a traveling prostitution ring. Uh, 
In one case, they actually sold one girl to a truck driver in Texas for $2,000, only to have her returned hours later. The 15-year-old girl was approached by the female in a white pickup truck with four other girls inside and told she could earn money as a model. When she told him, and she was approached by both the man and the woman, when she told him she was only 15, he said, hey, that's fine. They took these girls, and they were forced to have sex with money. He threatened the girls with being fed to alligators in a swamp. Now, in court documents, one of the victims said that one of the girls in the prostitution ring actually died in her arms, and she believed that one of the other girls was actually fed to an alligator. Now, there's much to be told in this story that we don't know. It hasn't come out in this story. But there are things I want you to look at here. Husband-wife team, wife did the recruiting, get them in there thinking they're going to be models, and then immediately put them into prostitution rings, and then the violence begins. How do you get a child to go from an innocent child to one that's forced into multiple prostitutions? You break them, and that's what they did. They obviously did violence to these kids and then threatened to feed them to alligators, and they believe that one of the other girls was actually fed to an alligator. We don't know. We'll see the rest of the story. But there are so many similarities here. The next headline, Trenton man convicted of pimping out four men. This is in Cherry Hill, New Jersey. This is all this week, by the way. He had four victims. This guy was 44 years old. And he was seen in an undercover operation dropping the women off at a local motel and then returning to pick them up. And they were caught by an undercover officer. He revealed that Moore was housing the women at a local Cherry Hill motel, keeping them there for several months and transporting them back and forth into Camden, New Jersey to buy drugs daily. Now, I want you to think about this. This is the story I was referring to earlier in the broadcast. Who's owning this motel? I think, and looking like to me, they could be complicit. If they're in a motel, the same motel, day in, day out, being having traffic coming and going, you cannot be blind to that if you own that motel. He testified that Moore recruited them from Camden. Each victim testified. He recruited them from Camden, took victim photographs of them, pictures of them in revealing lingerie, and posted the photographs on website, such as Backpage. And he made thousands of dollars. He had several bank accounts, and he had a lot of electronic equipment and two vehicles that they confiscated. One more time, the girl never gets the money. I hope you're picking that up in these cases, because this is what they have in common. The girl gets tricked in, The guy gets tricked in. They think it's going to be innocent, and then they're trapped, and then they're broken. They're beaten, they're electrocuted, they're gang raped, they're gang sodomized, they're photographed in a, in, you know, just horrendous situations. And then they're sold, their bodies are sold over and over and over, and that pimp gets that money, and that child is the victim. 
and it's difficult for them to get out. This headline, Shawnee County sent man, Shawnee County man sentenced to life term for sexually exploiting a girl. Now, this case is too bizarre for me to analyze, so I didn't include it, but it's sexual exploitation in there when that girl started out at 10. Now, one of the reasons we want you to see this is most often these kids, especially kids who are runaway, who are homeless, who are out there in single-parent households, many of these kids have been previously sexually molested, and that is a key to this, in addition to not having a strong male role model. The next headline is, Tennessee prostitute mom brings her young daughter to the transaction. In this case, this is uh, Sabrina Biggs, and she was uh, making a transaction with an undercover cop. Now, this woman is 41 years old, and she has a nine-year-old daughter, and she was picked up for prostitution, and her nine-year-old daughter was left in the car. Now, I'm not going to make a judgment on her, but I do want you to understand this is a case of sex trafficking where this girl is involved in this. Now, the nine-year-old daughter, we don't know if she's an innocent victim or if she's not engaged at all. It doesn't give us enough facts, but maybe the mother's homeless, and that's the only place to keep the child while she's trying to earn some money. Or maybe the mother's a perpetrator who's grooming her nine-year-old daughter for the life. We don't know. We don't have enough facts on that, but I want you to think about these things as we analyze these cases. Now, the last case that we want to look at is an interesting case. It's Eugene Priest arrested on charges of purchasing sex with juvenile prostitute and drug possession. Now, this guy is a Ph.D., okay? He is a priest and a college instructor. He was a reverend at the Eugene Serbian Orthodox Church. So this is not a fly-by-night kind of thing where you get, you know, to be a a priest or a, a pastor on some paper mill off the internet. He had a degree and he was in a very structured Orthodox church. He was arrested for purchasing sex with a juvenile prostitute on more than one occasion and he used her to traffic cocaine. Now, remember how we were talking in a previous case? Again, I'm looking for ways that these cases marry together. In the previous case, when you get religion in with the grooming process, it's insidious because you're trusting this person to be a man of God. And they're probably quoting scripture to you, justifying what's happening. And quite frankly, we need faith to be able to recover from this kind of trauma. So when you've been violated with faith, it's especially insidious in this situation. He was arrested in an undercover sting here. He was arrested with an underage girl on charges of prostitution. He had contact with the victim. He used the minor to carry, aid, manufacture, distribute, uh, transport cocaine. So you have a religious icon that you're trusting getting you not only into sex, sex with a minor, but getting that minor to handle drugs. And he was also an instructor at a university. He actually had written a book, How to Make Love, Living an Orthodox Understanding of Love Instead of Dying for Romantic 
love. Well, this has been an interesting experience. I hope you have appreciated it as much as I do. Maybe it's more difficult because this is over the radio and we don't have it in front of us. But you can look at each of these cases at Million Kids on Facebook. And I hope that you understand that this is an absolute epidemic. But it's a very difficult epidemic to combat because you have minors as victims You have adults as victims. You have families that are exploiting these. You have priests that are as the exploiter. You have 60% of the time the perpetrator is a woman that is engaged with her husband or another team of people. It is a very complex crime. It often involves the Internet. So I'm going to ask you that you follow us on Me and Kids Facebook, that you follow us at Exploited Crimes. I'm going to ask you that you consider embedding this show on your Facebook uh, web page, and that you come along with us and educate yourself. This is not something that you can just follow for a minute or two or 30 minutes or an hour. This is something that is happening and it's very widespread. It is going to take all of us around the globe to combat this. This is a very serious business. So this is Opal Singleton and Susie Carpenter. We're with me and kids. The show is called Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. Get involved with us. Follow us, share it with your friends, and we want to hear from you from Facebook. So come on and let us know who you are, where you're at, and what you're doing to combat trafficking. Or send me an email at opal at me and kids. Thanks for following us. Thanks for your financial support. And we look forward to, to talking with you and hearing from you next week. Thank you for tuning in this week to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. Please join your host, Opal Singleton, for another edition next Thursday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll have another important discussion next week.